You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Presence delivered, and the snow outside's getting thicker. So let's open that bottle of liquor. Hey, bourbon, take me home. On bourbon, on vodka, on scotch, and on gin. Take me back, let the North Pole dance and begin. It's my party, I'll be naughty. Get more lit than a tree. Put that elf on a shelf and Merry Christmas to me. Oh, bourbon. Oh, bourbon. Off work tonight. Oh, oh, no, oh no. You know what's funny? No. No, this is funny because... No. no. I was kidding. Go ahead. I am go ahead. No, go ahead. It's funny because sometimes when you're in a debate or an argument afterwards, you realize, man, I should have said this. And while Martin's trying to defend, oh, his strong work ethic while he wears sweatpants to do this show, he's off tonight cool. and tomorrow from Fox 2. I didn't defend my work ethic. I'm off Wednesday, Thursday. I... <laughs> Charlie, of all people, with the drive-by sweatpants comment of... That's to work out. Feels a little awkward. Gold's gym. What I was saying, in defense of the people who do work hard, not me, I'm saying those out there. Seems like you were kind of, you know, pushing yourself into that group. No, no, disagree. The the caveat is only now coming out. It wasn't out there when you were... I didn't know I needed a caveat, not to turn into Rammer here and have a huge argument, but... Rammer's right out there, don't... He just walked out. I can see him, uh, windows in Kirkwood here. I didn't realize I needed a caveat. I thought it was very clear. I was defending the workers that are out there working hard, not including myself in that group. Next topic. Next topic is my overall point, I think, is correct. Just as Rocchio plays that great song talking about liquor what and Santa that? Claus, whatever it was, it's a great song. I just feel like when Rocky you're getting the Christmas tree, when you're listening to Christmas music, you're putting the lights up. I feel like this last, you know, the four or five weeks between Thanksgiving and the the New Year's, even though you do have to go to work, it's just it feels more holiday-ish for that whole period of time because you're getting gifts for the kids, you're getting the Christmas tree, so on and so forth. Taking you're going to the to lights, <laughs> taking your dog to Kennelwood, calling for the STL picture. lawn care. You go to Corner Butcher, of course, get, get that pizza, nice meat. Pizzeria. Get a pizzeria. More in there. <laughs> so um, here's here's an honest question. By the way, questions. worst impression ever. It sounds like Jay Leno, but it's okay. very funny. Okay. There Go are ahead. some Here. things you're supposed to avoid in radio, and that's like super inside jokes, but that's one that I yeah. really enjoy. Did you ever read The Big Show with Keith Olbermann and I Dan did. Patrick? I have that book. And they said after a while, and, and they were hugely successful, so it's not a good comparison for us, but they said after a while they started doing jokes just to make each other laugh. 100%. It was their thing. Like, if they thought it was a really good inside joke, they would do it. 100%. Sometimes people laugh along, like, ah, like, oh, I'm sorry, what was that about? Didn't know. True question. Serious question. Hmm. True question. <laughs> true detective. Gr- true this question. question is actually true question, question is on Netflix. It starts next week. <laughs> Speaking of that. This time of year, as Charlie pointed out, holiday, fun time, can you stop by other people's homes uninvited? No. What if they're retired? And, they, well, and you haven't. Oh, like you know, your grandpa or something? Different. No. So, like, good example. So, I, I owe Dick Ford an invite. He's home, all, and we're always like, hey, we're going to get together. We're going to get together. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do one day in the afternoon. Like on a Friday afternoon, I'm just going to, Carson and I just pop by the house, bring a bottle of wine or something, and say hi. Are you okay with that? Is that rude? 
it's the holidays. Hey, it's festive. Like, yeah, but I didn't invite you over. What is what is so difficult about sending a text or a quick call? Does Dick Ford text? Uh, you can call. I just think now that we have Why a 10-month-old baby, you might be doing something with the baby. You might The baby might go down for a nap, and then you ring on the doorbell, and then the dog wakes the baby up, or maybe you're changing the baby. You don't have food ready. You don't have alcohol. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I just want a little well, heads up. To be fair, Martin is providing the alcohol. He's bringing yeah, and the correct. bottle of wine. I hate when people do the popping on me, but I would like to do the popping in because it's festive. <laughs> it's the holiday. But how hard is it to send a quick text the day before? Well, what if it's the 85-year-old man in reference that doesn't text? He doesn't have a, He probably has a landline. Now somebody's going to call. He does, but it always goes to voicemail. Old people always have landlines. Now somebody's going to call him. What are you talking about me for? Don't come by. Send Connor instead. <laughs> That's Carson. Don't come by. All right, let's do the end of the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on a second. Really? Hold on. We're talking about mailing it in. No. Right? I already pointed this out. You were not listening. My buddy Scott Hummel oh, is coming by a little later, okay. so we flip the schedule. I was going to say, if you go to the end of the day 12 <laughs> minutes early, you really have nothing. No. If you ever worked radio with Rich Gould, there'd be 20 minutes in the show. He's like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I'm good. And I'm like, well, oh, we're sure. not. Shows I'm good. Him. He said, just replay that Vahe thing or whatever we Love had. Rich. There you go. All right, end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Now, this isn't necessarily about the entire month of December, but uh, a CBS News article published last December saying that uh, worker productivity does noticeably dip in mid-December. Thank you. Specifically for whatever reason around December 18th. I celebrate week, early. About a week before... Because you're an overachiever, you celebrate Christmas earlier. Than I think it's, I think you're a little earlier on this one. I don't think that's a shock that people work a little less around the holidays. I think it's December third. You're mailing in a little soon. <laughs> no, son. I just went to the Big Ten championship game. You're getting the Christmas tree. You're no, going to you brewery are. lights. You it's all is, about what the holiday the Big season. Ten championship have to do with any of that? Because everything is more social. Saturday, the month of December, it's kind of about social and sports and going to games and college football playoff. You know what I'm saying? Winter meetings. <laughs> Next week. Hey, hey, the Cardinals. Hey, the Cardinals haven't been working either. Charlie's just naming events to excuse himself for not working. Do you think John was out following my plan? You got Blue and uh, Carbondale. (laughs) Like, what is it? Hey, I think the Blues play maybe Nashville coming up. I I swear to God, we need a camera in that house because Justin. Hey, honey, will you put up some lights that said, "Oh, come on, Big Ten title game." Big Ten title game. False narrative. I spend my entire day picking up. Baby toys and dog toys. That's all I do. Just picking up toys. Oh, yeah. Father of the year. We Father of the That's year. That's a false narrative. Give we me the it. award right now. Uh, to Chuck's credit, Willoughby, Ohio is, in fact, a suburb of Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. If I you're thought from, you were guessing. It okay. Like you you kind of guess. No. If you're from Glendale, do you say, if you're out and about, do you tell people if you're in you know, Indianapolis, hey, I'm from Glendale, Missouri? Well, no, no, you say St. Louis. Well, but no, you, but we, like you didn't you make guessed. it sound like you knew Willoughby was connected okay, to Cleveland. Okay, this hotel incident happened in Cleveland, correct? I don't know. I, don't I believe know. it did. I put two and two together. Oh, I'm guessing this I'm man is from that. the Cleveland area, which he is, Willoughby. I was going to look it up, but, you know, it was the Big Ten Championship, and I was just kind of relaxed. <laughs> Blue plays Carbondale soon, so I figured out ah, who cares. I took batting practice the day before. <laughs> you know, the Blues play the Oilers. It's just that time of year when you just kind of shut it down. 
You guys are mad because I'm always in a happy mood, and you guys are both real wet negative blanket. people. What makes you think I'm, I'm not happy now? Okay, wet blanket. Marquette beat uh, the State. State. They beat a ranked team. Are yeah, we Martin's... Ranked this week? Oh, I do have a question, actually, in related to that, because I was wondering if it counts as an upset, because Marquette did beat a ranked team. There was a number next to Kansas State. It was 10 12, 12, yeah. But Marquette was favored. Is it an upset, then? Oh, it's a good call. I think it's still an I upset. I think they're favored by two. You got to go by the odds. I think it's an upset. Text line 855-282-8255. Our guy, Santa, Stoop, uh, Santa Super Steve here. Yes, keep the Christmas spirit. Starting December 1st, I wear my Santa Claus hat wherever I go, even at work. Merry Christmas, guys. And he All looks right, like good. Santa. Thank you, Santa. So there you go. Uh, worst take I ever had, I think, in the history of sports radio. Can I guess? Sure. Can I say the worst take I think you had? Yes. Oh, no, I don't want to hear it. What do you think it is? No, I'm paranoid. I don't know, actually. It wasn't that bad, but what? this is where me being nice, I let you off the hook. It was opening day of Cardinals. We were at Llewellyn's, and you made that, uh, is it is it Chandra Levy reference? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the politician? Oh, yeah. God. Oh, oh uh, Gary Condon. Yeah. You made, oh, you made a really odd Gary Condon analogy. Oh, don't bring that up. All I'm no, saying is... It was a bad analogy. Yeah. <laughs> it was had a bad some really analogy. bad analogies. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Hart, I'm sorry. Hoff is going to rank them now. Wasn't there Worst one on 9-11? Now. Didn't you make a September well, 11th analogy? Yeah, they're really morbid. Yeah, they just kind of... They're re- re- like their analogies are really morbid depressing. Analogy. Like, now, really I, I depressing. i got to say, the blue season is like a Jeffrey Dahmer victim. It's being picked no. apart piece by piece. Oh. <laughs> no. Wow. That's pretty good. That's morbid analogies. analogies. That's late night on the Discovery Channel. Morbid analogies. Worst take I think I ever had. Bruce Weber is getting blown out at Illinois, and Frank and I were on the air talking about. And and I said maybe he should just go. He made a ton of money. I said just go coach like high school. You know he's a great coach. Teach history. Have some fun. You know. And we were trying to figure out like where he would go next. And we're like oh, you know maybe or go back to the valley. Maybe Carbondale will bring him back. You know like kind of just take a step out of the spotlight. He's gone to K-State. He took him to the Elite Eight. They're ranked in the top 20. Tournament every year. Yes. Probably making what? What do you think he's making? Probably Let's two. Guess. I was going to say two, three. About two million. He's, he's got a great program going at K-State basketball. And every time I see him watching the game Saturday, Marquette, K-State, Marcus Howard at 45. Good game. I'm watching and I said, I can't believe I said this guy, like, just take a step back and all that money. What was I thinking? Coach is coach. And he'd been at the big level in the Big Ten. Good for him. Bruce Weber, thank you for not listening to my hot take, and I'm glad I didn't have a morbid analogy. My first Google of Bruce Weber's salary brings up $1.85 million. And that All must right. be true because it's a public university. They have to release it. That information. Hey, UPS, about the uh, left turns, left-right turn, uh, they don't do it because apparently you waste more gas. You said they don't make left turns. Left. Only about 10% of, of turns for UPS drivers are actually left turns. Because it's more efficient. As a result, the company claims, this is per the Independent uh, in uh, the United Kingdom, claims it uses 10 million gallons of less fuel, emits 20,000 tons of less carbon dioxide, and delivers 350,000 more packages every year by mostly eliminating left turns. And I feel bad because if I go to the gym after work, my first turn is a left turn on the Manchester Road. I feel vindicated because I've been doing this without any actual reason behind it. What right turn, right turn, right turn? I just I, I whenever I map walls. whenever I map no, out where I'm going, I tr- I try to just take as many right turns and avoid left turns at any possible any possibility. Because you're weird. Or? No, because it's wa- waiting waiting 
Um, sometimes if there's not an extra turn lane, you're, you're holding up traffic, and I always feel like a terrible person. Um, making lefts out of, on you a... You might want to see a therapist. If you think you're a terrible person because you're making a left turn um, and you're holding other turning people on, up. Turning on to Limburg, Manchester, or like anything like that, making a left turn is impossible unless you're at a light. Well, that's different. The yeah, only time I ever make, in the ass. Really, the only time I ever make left turns is at lights. I like it. Now Martin will be the elitist. Oh, he makes left turns all day. Hot shot. Speaking <laughs> of elitist, because they made the Elite Eight last year... Bruce Weber, I'm now reading from this bonus. article in the Wichita Eagle. He got a 20% bonus for making the Elite Eight. He will make $2.5 million in base salary this year, a raise of $250,000. His salary will increase by $100,000 each year until his contract expires after the 2022-23 season when he will uh, be set to earning uh, $2.9 Every coach has, you know, Kim Anderson, whoever his agent was, when they did the deal with Mizzou, I'm sure he's like, hey, that's a huge raise. I'm coming from Central Missouri. His agent's like, all right, if they ever make a uh, Sweet 16, and they're like, sure. sure. Okay. If they ever make an Elite Eight, he gets 100 grand. Okay. If they go to the Final Four, like, seriously, like, sure, we'll make it a half mil. Yeah. They all have that. That's how it should be, though. Agreed. You should be rewarded Agreed. based on your production and results. And that's why we're just in here. Uh, hold on a second. Fox 2 owned the November ratings book. That's true. So Great I'm quote. expecting a nice holiday bonus. Okay. Just you kidding. can't shave because the November book was Correct. so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I saw Missouri favored against Oklahoma State. Would you take uh, take Missouri in that game? Yes. I think some yeah. Oklahoma State players, they're starting running back, not likely to play. I think he's going to sit out and preserve Two players, his body right? for the NFL. I'll be honest, I haven't done a deep dive yet on the Cowboys. To be fair, I'm going <laughs> to take a couple weeks if I have. I'm going to take the Tigers. I think. I think with bowl games, it's kind of odd to to size it up. But you would think for Mizzou to really end this season on a strong note, nine and four, that means a lot. And for Drew Locke, his final game, he's going to play to kind of put the exclamation point. I expect him to play well. I will take the Tigers. You think they'll have a hard time selling it? And again, yes. Sterk seemed to be pushing it. And I think they knew there was a collective eh, Liberty <laughs> Bowl. There is history there. That when I was a kid, they used to go all the time. Howard Richards probably played in that Liberty Bowl. Phil Bradley, James Wilder, and the gang. But it is close. And Memphis is a fun... I've never spent a night in Memphis. I've driven through. It's a fun town. You ever gone walking in Memphis? I have not. Never been to Beale Street. Okay, but last I, I, year... It's not a bad... It's the Texas Bowl. You have to take a, a plane ride. Here you can no, drive... the Texas Bowl to me sucks. Liberty That's Bowl what I'm is saying. okay. I think this is actually a pretty wow, good bowl game. Houston? I kind of do. <laughs> As a town. I, I think this is a good bowl game. It's a cool town to go to for one day. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's, and it's Party? a 2.45 game. Yes. People Not, stop complaining. Jesus. Well, I don't know that they're complaining as much as they're just disinterested. Look, Mizzou's done I, so really well this year. People. I need to fire them up on this. But this, they're 8-4. and four. These you are not Mariner get... season tickets for next year. This okay. is a bowl game but on look, New Year's Eve. I'm very impressed by Mizzou this year, but they are 8-4. and four. It's not like they're 10-2 and two, then go wherever they want. Correct. You also have to kind of just take the bowl you get. Take right? the bowl you get. It's a nice bowl game. There, there's a robocall today from Mizzou. Take the bowl you get, okay? You don't like it? Too bad. I would go. <laughs> I would go in a heartbeat. If I was a Mizzou fan, drive four hours, hang out with your buddies. You drive that day, get there, go to the 100%. game, and stay in Memphis for New Absolutely. Year's Eve. I think it's more fun than playing on like the 29th or the 30th. Yes. Good bowl game. Uh, you take the bowl. You take the get. bowl you get. We go to bowl games. Okay, bowl games. Finally, Martin, you mentioned that uh, Hawaii should always be good in athletics. Hawaii will be representing themselves in the Hawaii Bowl. Their fans football. are like, we're sick of the Hawaii Bowl. We always go to the Hawaii Bowl. <laughs> and that is the is end, that of, the the end of the day. Yes. That's the end of the day.
You want to hey. switch mics there, Martin? All right, should I guy? move? You want me to move or not move? Well, this is a little bit of housekeeping. Logistics. Let's let's uh, give Schnooks a shout-out for sponsoring High School Athlete of the Week. 5.9thefan.com is where you can vote. I think we had a Smet hockey player, the winner last week. Get online. Get involved. Our good friends at Schnooks bringing you the High School Athlete of the Week. Schnooksdelivers.com this time of year. If you're so busy picking up baby toys and dog toys, mm-hmm. you can always get those groceries delivered from our friends at Schnooks. Now, Charlie made it a point earlier that uh-oh. I had a birthday. No, yeah, I had a birthday that went unnoticed. We're not going to make that mistake. Scott Hummel, founder, co-president with his wife. I don't know what the title is. Our Little Haven, doing great work. Sources have indicated it's your birthday today. It is my birthday. Oh. Happy birthday. 48 years old, Martin. Again, How about that? Again and again huh? and again. Look at you. Huh? You don't look a Plus day over minus. 61. <laughs> well, 56. 56. I was hoping you'd say no. So that's 61. the number. Good yeah, to see Are you so he's look at this, Charlie? He's working on his birthday. Hundred percent. Charlie thinks everybody should just shut it down because it's December. I didn't say that. <laughs> well, I agree with you. See, <laughs> the only reason I'm here is because of you guys and your generous, wonderful support of our little haven. That's why oh, I'm here. Oh, great cause. And after this, you can go take a nap. Right? Yes, sir. Uh, good to see you. Good to see you. When it started in 1993, our little haven. Yes, you sir. and Kathleen, you meet with your good friend, Father Weiss. Yes, sir. Jesuit, God rest his soul. Jesuit priest. That's right. And you said what to him then? What did oh, you, my. What did you, how did this happen? Because, I mean, most people, you know, some people start maybe a hospital or you know, but like a, a charity where you said, we're going to find the, these kids need help and we think we can do it. Right. Well, uh, we go back a step further. So Kathleen, my lovely, wonderful wife, um, we, we met in Kansas City at Rockhurst University. Go Hawks. Right. Rock no, 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 my Rock God, Hawk. no. Rock Hawk. Rock, yeah. Well, whatever. It's just go Hawks, I think, is appropriate. So we met up there, and that's where she pursued me relentlessly, oh, as you can clearly. imagine. <laughs> so she lettered in two sports, an RA, jobs on and off campus, and I was king of the beer bongs. Yeah. So I had that going I think for I me. met you back <laughs> yes, in the day. You did. I had some friends that were SAEs, and they're like, who's that guy over there? And I'm like, who's that? Is he dressed like Foghorn Leghorn? No, that's Scott. We have something in common. We both have wives where people go, Huh? Why is she married to you? <laughs> exactly. Like, we get funny looks all the yeah, time. Thanks, thanks. I get funny looks. So anyway, Kathleen, uh, so we went to, finished at Rockhurst and then went to St. Louis for a graduate program in social work. And then my first job was at the old Second Chance Shelter, uh, American Red Cross, back in the day, had a homeless shelter in East St. Louis. And so I was social working over there. And Kathleen's first job was at the old Evangelical Children's Home, which is now Every Child's Hope, one of our great partners. And Kathleen's experience, she became the uh, social worker that, uh, I don't know what the word is, but uh, uh, the, the kids, particularly young ladies, uh, prepubescent girls who had been sexually abused, Kathleen kind of took that, that mantle, which is a tough, obviously, a tough situation. And what she was finding, Kathleen was finding, was that these kids were experiencing all this trauma and this burden and this horrible stuff during their formative years. Uh, they're now, you know, 12, 11, 12 years old and they're insane. And everybody's like, Oh, I wonder, wonder what happened to, you know, that little kid. Well, nobody was responding or identifying or I'm not again, the, the words are interchangeable, but uh, the, the problem persisted because there's so much trauma <laughs> that, uh, you know, this kid slipped, slipped through the system basically. Um, and so in Kathleen's work, she was just wondering, and, and with her colleagues at Every Child's Hope was wondering, well, why aren't we 
identifying this issue earlier because these kids are carrying this burden for a decade. You know, sometimes, you know, it depends, obviously, when the, when the incidents, and it's plural, unfortunately, happened. Um, why aren't we identifying and treating it during the formative years, which is just easier to do? Uh, I don't know if you have, I know you've got children, but uh, people with children or no children, it's, it's changing the attitude and behavior of a five-year-old is a lot easier than a 15-year-old, and that's the premise. Let's fix it early, fix it forever. Formative years are a great opportunity to do that. Roughly birth through 10, you got everybody got to shake your hands like this um, because um, that's, generally speaking, where you learn what your colors are and what a door is and your language and emotions and trust and empathy and all these things that we hold valuable for us and for our children. That's the time to do it. Afterwards, you can make changes. Our peers are making changes all the time. Uh, it's just something that, that we decided to focus on as an organization. And, and so with that experience that Kathleen had, then we started trying to figure out. I had similar experiences but different uh, at the shelter where we would talk about the perpetuity of the, the abuse and neglect issues, that, that it's what you learn. It's like learning what a fork is for you know, during your formative years. You learn how to love or how to be not loved, uh, how to hurt people or how to love people. You know, it's all these strange neurological social blah 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 you know just and don't all they say the stuff. personality is formed by five is that yeah you, you know there's so or? many different different theories but generally speaking uh it's pretty readily acceptable as a matter of fact there's a couple recent reports uh from big longitudinal studies of 20 25 years that are uh, affirming uh i wouldn't tell you if they weren't affirming our mission <laughs> but they are they're affirming our mission that Again, roughly speaking, birth through 10, some say birth through 5. There's different developmental processes and different stages of your development. The, the physicality of your brain, all the neurology and all that stuff is going on pretty strong at that time. So that's the best time to, to do treat if you have the opportunity to do so. And so were these kids, were there social workers that said, all right, you know, these kids are, this kid was just born. His mother was hooked on drugs and there's nowhere to put him. The system yeah. could take him, but it doesn't really, that doesn't work. Yeah, it's all the above. Uh, it, it, it's, it's kids from um, all kinds of serious issues, mental health issues, behavioral health issues, uh, drug exposure. Uh, back in the day, you know, HIV positive was, was a concern. Uh, so all these things going on at the same time uh, allowed us uh, an opportunity to explore, well, how can we treat early and fix it forever? And that's when then our, our, our friends and our resources, our old Rockers community, uh, helped tremendously and continue to help, uh, including you mentioned Father Weiss, and, and uh, the, the community just responded very positively. Um, and unfortunately, it's very successful. <laughs> You know, people the need, say the need is yeah, great. Is, you know, the, the, the downside is the need is great. Right. You guys are doing great work, but it is kind of breaks your heart. That yeah. There are so many kids that need this. Yeah. People, you know, people are like, how's Ilo Haven? You're like, well, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, Business it's booming. Yeah. But that's know, one of those things. Right. Unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. So from that experience, um, again, surrounded by brilliant, generous people, um, we had nothing to do with it. We, we have faith issues involved with it, to be honest with you. And. Uh, it just kind of happened, and uh, a lot of, you know, all the legal blah blah and this and that and the accounting and the audits, and we got we got you know just tremendous people. Mike Bollinger, you know, Mike. Mike's our CFO. I saw him from a distance at the Billiken game. Did you really? Yeah, it. He ignored me. No. It, yeah. 
properly. <laughs> you find that often, I bet, don't you? Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, but but Mike came on board and really changed the way we we do things, and he put the business acumen into the social service aspect, and and that's appealing to folks. And we even talk in that language of investment and investment in the future. Let's look at this now instead of later, and things of that nature. So, yeah, and in fact, we had mentioned it. You know, back in the day, the Taylor family got involved because they yeah. want this community. They want to help kids help this community right and this time of year it's the holidays as charlie said it's already the holiday season right uh we'd love people to go online just ourlittlehaven.org get involved it's something you definitely will feel good about we also have events coming up. we've got something with beer coming up i believe uh, das bevo our friend the shoe cards at das bevo the old bevo mill they host a a big party for us every year it's wednesday evening the fifth and uh so certainly uh, if you're interested in finding out about more about what we're doing who we are that's a good place to do it some trip some, to the Bevo Mill is that's also right. fun this time. That'll get you going, Charlie. You're off Wednesday. Th- you're barely mm-hmm. working this time of year. Uh, we appreciate everything you do, Scott. It's, it really is. And it's amazing. As you said, we just kind of turn it over to friends and faith, and it's worked, and we've been yep. able to help these kids. And I know there's a lot of red tape and stuff when you start dealing with the government, and you got to just plow through it. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the most fascinating things, so we just – finished our 25th anniversary which is remarkable it makes us feel very old probably the coolest <laughs> thing in the world is the alums uh as we call them folks kids that were in our in our program uh are coming back you know and, and they're asking questions because they were little right and you know what happened to me why was i here um you know do i have siblings what's going on so that's that's an interesting process that that's a natural process and the healing element of what you know where am i uh you know this young lady um ebony was in town and she she's she's no longer living in st louis but uh we had this big old may is mental health banner up may is mental health month banner hanging from our haven she happened to be driving by and stopped and came in and we've reunited with with her and she's strong and lovely and brilliant and uh going on to graduate school and then uh another young man anthony this this was pretty uh pretty powerful i get a little bit emotional i'm sorry so uh anthony anthony you know we're not supposed to have uh favorites and what have you but anthony was with us for a long long time as, as a community and and he's and just wonderful young man so he, um, I knew he had accepted this particular job, so I'm being mysterious on purpose. Um, and the other day, we have a partnership, St. Louis Partners. We're partners, partners with Catholic Charities and Lutheran Children Family Services and bringing families together. So it's this powerful group of four agencies, um, and we're, we're the little guys, so that's awesome, and, and uh, doing remarkable work in the foster care world and the adoption world. And and uh, it's privatization of the state's work, and so we're part of that, which is awesome in itself. But nonetheless, so there's a meeting for new employees at our little haven of the St. Louis Partnership, and um, I come down the steps uh, just to kind of say hi. I think there's several eight, seven, seven or eight new employees, and this is employees from all our partners, not just our little haven. So I come down the steps and I'm saying hi, and there, sitting at the end of the table, is Anthony. So Anthony is a case manager with Lutheran Children Family Services, and what the remarkable thing is, well, he had gone through our he had gone through our now he's on the other side. Exactly, of, oh, that's awesome. Him. You know, and and it's pretty powerful because what he wants to do is bring the impact that he experienced to kids just like him, 
and uh, to me, the value of uh, of him presenting that to the community is look where I was, and because of the community's investment, and the community's care and concern and consideration, now he's turning that around, going to deliver that same care to That's the kids awesome. in his position. So Love hearing those stories, Scott. Keep up the great work, and for folks this holiday season, which I think Charlie said it began a month ago, actually, uh, you can get involved. Be a part of it, ourlittlehaven.org. Scott, great to see you. Thank you for having us. We, we're honored. Thanks. Folks can be there at the Bevo Mill on Wednesday, a little beer drinking event. Chuck, great job. Tomorrow we'll see you a little later in the day. Frank, Just at noon, right? Just at All noon, right. buddy. Frank's back at 10 a.m. Hardline is coming your way next here on 590 The Fan. Congratulations.